So what I'd like to do for you today is actually lay out a roadmap to your next big basketball breakthrough. And what you'll find as you navigate your career after listening to this talk is that every major breakthrough that you experience in your game actually follows the same series of steps. And if we can get really clear and understand these steps and uh, this roadmap that we'll be laying out here, it kind of gives you this sort of x-ray vision into your basketball career so that you can engineer these breakthroughs a lot more frequently and ultimately grow and develop a lot faster as a basketball player. And what I wanna be clear on right up front is that when I say breakthrough, it's a very different beast <laughs> from progress, okay? Progress happens sort of in this linear fashion. You get a little bit better and a little bit better. A breakthrough is this full system upgrade in your performance. And so um, the best way I'll describe this is like if you've been struggling to play as well as you know that you can and you're struggling and struggling and struggling game after game, it's not quite clicking, you're, you're not quite playing as well as um, the talent that you know is inside of you. And then one game you show up and it all comes together and you're finally playing like the player that you've always known you could be, and then the next game you show up and all of that fades away and you're back to struggling again, that player in that one game when you showed up and everything came together for you, that is the breakthrough that I'm talking about. And the breakthrough would mean that you become that player permanently and play that way all the time. That becomes your new default level of performance. And <laughs> taking this one step further, you'll realize that even when you break through to that next level of performance and it becomes permanent for you, there is going to be another level and another level after that and another level. So for as long as you play this game, you will have to face these challenges and then these breakthroughs. And so that is the process that we're gonna lay out for you in today's talk and hopefully give you that superpower of engineering your own breakthrough in basketball and making it happen a lot more frequently. So I'd like to start this off with um, a quick story that's going to lay out exactly how you're going to experience these breakthroughs. And th this happened in my seventh grade season. So end of my seventh grade year, I was kind of on the edge of being uh, a starter. I started some games, didn't start other games. I was in competition with our other shooting guard on the team. And so I'm like the fifth or sixth man, depending on the game. End of the year, provincial tournament. I end up being sixth man and I'm ending games, big games, like the most important games of the season on the bench, watching my team uh, take us through the playoffs. This is the most frustrating feeling that I've ever had in my career up until this point. And I'm very young, but I am like fed up with it. I'm thinking to myself, next year has to be different. I am not ending games on the bench watching my teammates play. I need to be out there. I need to be showing people the player that I can be. That wasn't happening for me. And so I remember like after our final game that year, I'm going home in the car with my parents after we lost with this knot in my throat, not only because we lost, but because I spent half the game on the bench watching other players play and, you know, wanting to be out there, but not quite being good enough. So I'm saying to myself on that drive home and even before, like when I was sitting on the bench watching these games happen, I'm thinking to myself, next year is going to be different. This is going to be the biggest off season of training I have ever constructed for myself. And so I, my motivation has never been higher. And I'm thinking, okay, Monday morning, I'm waking up early and it is starting. However, <laughs> when Monday morning finally rolled around, I hear the alarm clock go off 
and I think to myself, you know, I, I know I need to get training, but NBA players usually take time off after the season. And nothing against, again, like <laughs> this is me speaking now, nothing against taking breaks. We actually recommend taking very strategic two-week breaks throughout the year. But at this point in my, in my career, this wasn't the right time for me. However, <laughs> I wake up Monday morning and I think to myself, you know, NBA players take breaks. And so I, I'm going to give myself maybe a week, two weeks to rest, and then I'll come back and I'll, I'll start my training off that way. So I'm fresh, right? So I spend a week, two weeks, I can't remember exactly how long it was, uh, basically like biking around the neighborhood, hanging out with friends, chasing girls, doing, you know, seventh grade boy stuff. And after two weeks, I'm thinking, you know, kind of feeling a little bit guilty, frankly, <laughs> thinking, okay, I need to start my training. So once again, Monday morning rolls around and I get to work. Monday goes well, Tuesday goes well, Wednesday goes well. Halfway through that first week of training, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've done so well. I've got all this momentum. I'm feeling good. I've kind of earned a day off. <laughs> and so maybe I take that afternoon off my workout and just hang out that day. And I'll get back to it Friday and Saturday. I'll, I'll train really hard. But towards the end of that day off, I'm thinking, you know what? Now I, I'm kind of feeling guilty. Maybe I've just blown it. I've ruined it. I've, I've ruined my train. I'm just going to start over from scratch on Monday. Let me just start over. <laughs> So I take Friday off, Saturday off, Sunday off, and you can see where this is going here. Monday, get back to work. Monday goes well, Tuesday goes well, Wednesday goes well. Thursday rolls around. I take my foot off the gas once again, and I think to myself, I've blown it. I have to start all over once again. <laughs> and this happens the rest of the summer. I go, I'm on this roller coaster to nowhere. I get a little bit of momentum, fall back down. A little bit of momentum, fall back down. Like, tell me if this sounds familiar. I think we've all gone through this in different ways. It's sort of like the person who's trying to lose weight and says, you know, on Monday, I'm going to start my diet and go to the gym and they're doing well. They're eating, they're eating clean. They're exercising until they get hungry. They get some cravings. They eat that first donut and then it all goes downhill and they fall off the wagon. They have to start all over again. And it's this cycle to nowhere, right? Well, <laughs> needless to say, my eighth grade year, I show back up. I'm essentially the same player. I think I got a little bit better because like physically I developed a bit. Um, that was pretty much it though. I definitely didn't experience the big breakthrough that I wanted to have. And the reason for that, and really this was my first experience of something that I call resistance. And I am borrowing this term from an author named Stephen Pressfield, who uh, has some really wonderful books that I'll recommend at the end of this talk. So stay tuned for that. But um, resistance is essentially, I call it like our internal breaking system. And what is happening when you're facing this inner resistance towards either getting started or keeping your momentum in your training and not falling off, or even at the moment of breakthrough, which is another animal altogether. I'll get into that in a moment. When you're facing this internal resistance, I can't quite get going. What is happening is there is this um, inner battle between your need for survival and your need for growth. Now, survival means essentially things stay the same. You want to stay nice and safe and in your little comfort zone where you're not threatening to your teammates, you're not threatening to their status on the team, you're not shaking anything up, you're like just kind of lukewarm. It's not hot, not cold, you're just kind of in this safe zone, all right? That is 
really good for surviving. And we have um, throughout <laughs> like our evolutionary wiring, it is built for survival. We also have this higher need for growth and for evolution and to actually get better and to experience life and basketball and, and everything to do with it on in bigger and bigger ways. So there is this battle going on. And the first thing to understand is that with growth comes new uh, danger, so to speak. This isn't the same danger as thousands of years ago where, you know, if you're growing into like an alpha male in the tribe, you actually need to face danger like jaguars and lions in the jungle. And um, like there was real evolutionary danger thousands of years ago, but today there's not. However, there's danger to your ego. <laughs> there's danger to your way of life, maybe, like, and really get acquainted with these dangers. And this is really important here, okay? So think about this. If you go from being the player that you are right now to suddenly being the best player in your city, state, province, wherever you are in the world, what dangers might come about? Well, you are going to face more criticism from other players, for sure. You're going to face more criticism from the media, social media. You're going to face the toughest perform the toughest challenges every single game. You're going to have the ball in your hands, more responsibility, the toughest matchups. You might get lit up one game by another player, and it's going to be on you to shut him down. Your coach and teammates are looking at you like, why can't you shut him down? And there's all of these kind of pressures that come about. And you might be saying, you know, I'm willing to deal with those pressures. Like, this is what I live for, right? This is like our job as high level players. However, it's still a danger and there's still fear there. And so what you realize is that resistance is born out of the fear of the thing that you want most. There are <laughs> resistance happens and that feeling of like, I can't quite get going, or maybe I should just slow down. These in This internal braking system engages out of a deep fear of what happens if I grow too fast. What happens if I actually become this like NBA all-star someday and I'm facing the scrutiny of the media every single day and I'm flying all over the world and dealing with like um, managing my family by long distance and all of these challenges and like injuries that come up and there's this craziness. What if you play professionally in Europe and you're dealing with an entirely new culture that you've never grown up in if, uh, if you grew up in North America? That's real, like that's real fear, okay? Acknowledging, first of all, that that is a real fear. Those things actually exist. And yes, I would venture to say that they're worth it. <laughs> they're absolutely worth it. However, it's still fear. And so that resistance is born out of fear. And your internal braking system is your evolutionary wiring saying, no, 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 stay safe, survive. Don't, don't grow too fast, just survive. So this is what, this is the battle that's going on inside of us. And what I, I want to point out here is that the bigger the breakthrough you're facing, like let's say you are going from high school to college basketball and you need to break through to this new level of performance in order to play at the highest level in college, the bigger the breakthrough you're facing, the bigger the danger there is to your ego, responsibilities, and so on and so forth, everything that we just mentioned. And so the bigger the resistance will be to actually creating that breakthrough for yourself, that is an indication that the reward is something worth, um, worth going after. And so uh, put another way, put more simply, the bigger the breakthrough, the bigger the resistance will be, the bigger the fear, 
the bigger the reward. <laughs> okay, it's sort of like um, you could almost see resistance as a compass to where you need to go. If you're feeling resistance towards doing it, chances are that is the thing that's worth doing. If you, you see like um, really small experiences of this, if you walk into the weight room and maybe you need to like do a set of heavy back squats, for example, I don't know if your um, squatting's right for you or not, just an example but uh, you might feel resistance towards going into the weight room and doing leg day because that is painful. <laughs> Seriously, like it's it's really painful. There, there are many workouts that I threw up during leg day <laughs> many, many times over many years. And every time there was resistance to doing it. If I got into an ice bath after training, there was always resistance towards doing it. There was always this feeling of, I don't wanna do that, that's gonna be uncomfortable. And the same goes for like, I don't want to match up with that player because he's just like, what if I get lit up and everybody's looking at me and I get embarrassed? That's the same resistance. It's the same fear. It's this fear of discomfort, whether physical, mental, emotional, doesn't matter. It's the same fear, the same resistance. Okay. Understand that. So once again, the bigger the breakthrough, the bigger the resistance will be the bigger the reward. So using this resistance as a compass is very important to navigating your next breakthrough. And as you navigate it, I wanna give you this, um, this roadmap, this series of steps that, and things that you are going to face, okay? So number one, there will be resistance towards getting started. The same resistance that I faced as a seventh grader on Monday morning when I woke up and I said, you know what, I'm just gonna take a couple weeks off <laughs> when I didn't really need a couple weeks off because I wasn't playing a whole lot for the team. However, um, once again, resistance towards getting started. So that's actually like getting the ball rolling. It's sort of like pushing a boulder to the top of a hill so that the momentum can actually carry it back down to the other side. It's hard to get that thing started, but once you get going, it's much easier. So that is the first stage of resistance. The second stage is resistance towards maintaining and increasing momentum. And so that's the resistance of having Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday go really well, and then Thursday saying, ah, oh, let me just ease off. <laughs> let me not execute the workout that I wanted, that I planned on doing. And by the way, I wanna point out here, there. <laughs> Don't take these examples too, too literally because again, when I say back squatting or taking two weeks off or um, you know taking Thursday off or whatever, these are just examples that will illustrate the point here. I'm not actually commenting on whether you should train every single day or do back squats or not take two weeks off. Like there's, there's a time and place for all of that, okay? So don't take these literally. These are metaphors that will illustrate this point, okay? So once again, to get back on track, <laughs> We have resistance towards starting. Number two, we have resistance towards momentum, easing up, taking your foot off the gas and slowing down. So there's gonna be a resistance when you really start picking up speed because the speed is scary. This, the rate of growth is, can be scary. The third is actually the, the most terrifying. This is the fear of just the moment before you break through. There's going to be, uh, if it's a real significant breakthrough, there's going to be this moment of like terror, actually. And a, a teacher put this to me. Um, she, she gave me this beautiful analogy. She said, the caterpillar goes into its cocoon as though it is a coffin. So the caterpillar enters its cocoon as though it is, a co uh, as it is going to die. 
And that is true. It is the caterpillar-ness is dying so that it can become a butterfly. And every significant breakthrough, if it's real, the old version of you is dying so that the new version of you can be born. There's all of these metaphors that are really beautiful throughout all of mythology and human history, the phoenix rising from the ashes, the um, again, the caterpillar into a butterfly. These are really instructive about what's actually happening, death and rebirth. Um, like this is what's happening on an internal level. So with every breakthrough, there is a death of the old you and a birth of the new. That's, that can be terrifying. <laughs> There's a real real fear. What if my current group of friends stop liking me because I've evolved past them? Like this is something that we will all go through if we grow fast enough. I've just recently kind of lost one of my like best childhood friends and we just are so different now. We've grown at different rates that we can't see eye to eye on anything. That's a painful reality, but... Um, you know, the, the growth is ultimately worth it. You know, it's ultimately worth it. And it's not right for either of us in this scenario to, um, fake a friendship that we no longer feel like the natural course of life has, has taken us apart from each other. And these are the realities that you face as real transformation, as real breakthroughs happen. Okay. So once again, resistance towards starting, once you get it started, the resistance towards maintaining momentum, and as you pick up speed and you reach, reach this critical velocity, there's a moment of terror right before you fully break through. That moment where the, you've ha you're having a great game and the ball is in your hands and the, the clock is ticking down and you're down one, all eyes are on you. <laughs> you have the ball in your hands for that last shot. And there's that moment of terror. If I make this shot, it will be remembered by all of my teammates for the rest of my career. And they will look to me as the man in these situations to go to. So like, do I break through or do I pass it off? <laughs> that is the moment of terror that you're facing. And it will require you to enter into that cocoon as though it's a coffin so that you can emerge a butterfly. Finally, there is this huge moment of release at breakthrough, at the point of, the moment after breakthrough, I should say. So when the butterfly emerges from the cocoon and sails into the air, when that ball goes through the mesh and the, the stadium erupts and there's this huge release of pressure. And it's sort of the, the old saying, like pressure can make diamonds or bust pipes. That is the moment of breakthrough described exactly. Pressure creates diamonds. And to like forge yourself into that diamond and become what you truly are requires a lot of pressure. So it's this pressure and release feeling that you'll have as you um, get start. There's the pressure before getting started, the pressure as the momentum builds, the pressure right before the breakthrough, the breakthrough happens and there's this huge release. And then finally in stage five, there is a stabilization and an integration that needs to happen. This, this stabilization and integration means you kind of get your surroundings. Imagine like going over to play in the EuroLeague and suddenly you're acclimating to this entirely new culture. You're acclimating to your new apartment that the team bought you and your new teammates and the language. You're learning like little words here and there so that you can get by and maybe order a coffee in the mornings and uh, pay for a cab to get to the gym. Um, things like that. You're, you're like... Uh, mapping out your surroundings for yourself. 
that is the integration happening. It's becoming comfortable with your new level of status, your new level of ability, your new level of performance in the world. And it's important that you allow this comfort to um, stabilize and integrate so that it becomes permanent for you. You don't just immediately chase the next breakthrough. No, you give yourself space to stabilize, okay? So once again, I've, I know I've repeated these a few times, but they're, they're important. So I'll say them one more time quickly. First of all, resistance towards getting started. That's the Monday morning alarm clock going off, getting started and getting that ball rolling. Resistance towards momentum building. That's after you know a few days, a week, a month of really good training, keeping that momentum going and doing what's necessary rather than easing up and taking your foot off the gas before the big moment of breakthrough. And then at the moment of breakthrough where you're finally gonna step into the player that you're meant to be, there's that terror of like, no, let me turn back. <laughs> it's the, the final boss in the video game analogy or at the level of the video game where you have to take on this boss and he's bigger and badder and scarier than any boss you faced before. And you have to take down that boss in order to ascend to the next level. That is the terror at the point of breakthrough. You go into the coffin as though it's a, or the cocoon as though it's a coffin. You break through, there's a huge release, you sail through the air as a butterfly, <laughs> to use that analogy again, and then you stabilize. You get used to flying through the air, you get used to your new surroundings, your new status, your new, um, like you orient yourself to this new level. Hey, it's Taylor, I hope you enjoyed this clip, and if you'd like to watch the full-length talk, we'll have the title and or link for you in the description so that you can check it out there. And as always, if you'd like to go even deeper, the best place to do that is in our free masterclass over at deepgame.com, which I believe will be the most powerful hour of basketball learning of your life. I hope we see you there.